to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm Elisa Connor. I'm your host, and I'm so grateful you're here. This is a podcast where we learn to feed our business and feed ourselves so that we can have a balanced life and a balanced business that generates more profit. Today, we are hopping into a marketing episode um, with one of my favorite topics. So I bet you all can guess what we're going to talk about. Um, one of my absolute favorite marketing techniques. And um, I wanted to give you I, some facts around it. So if you listen to the podcast at all, or um, maybe you're brand new, you will, you will quickly determine that I find email marketing to be one of the best strategies that you can um, have to create revenue in your business and to also um, generate growth and return on investment for your marketing dollars. So the latest statistic from HubSpot, and I will link to that in the show notes, which you can find at elisaconnor.com forward slash 106. They had a great article that talked about all kinds of email marketing statistics. HubSpot is um, one of the top big marketing companies out there. And so they do a lot of research around all the different techniques that are, um, or not techniques, but strategies that are in play. and they often do uh, quite a few surveys of people that are um, deeply involved with uh, marketing. So it's not necessarily businesses, but it's actual marketers. So they pull a lot of data from marketers, um, which is really important to know because marketers are the people that are in this game every day, day in and day out. And so what they're seeing as trends and what they're seeing for their clients is really valuable information for you to base um, future decisions on. So why don't we just jump right in? The topic for this uh, podcast is that the 3,800% ROI marketing strategy is indeed email marketing. $38 Um, is the return on investment you can expect for every $1 you spend on marketing in on email marketing, excuse me. There are 3.9 billion daily email users and 35% of um, businesses, business professionals check email on their mobile device. I don't know about you, but it's probably one of the first things I do when I'm trying to break the habit of um, checking email first thing in the morning because it can send you in a tailspin. But I would much rather prefer, I would much rather have you email me than to get a text because I kind of feel like, and this is, I, I, I don't know this as a fact, but I would, um, make an educated guess that other people feel this way too, that if you do things via text, they're much more likely to get lost. Um, and action is not going to be taken on them versus an email. You can go back through and you can search for the email. You can, um, read the entire thread to see what the conversation was. And it's just a lot um, easier to function on a business and professional level, which leads me to a really interesting statistic. This one surprised me. 73% of millennials prefer business communication via email. And that totally makes sense because of some of the the reasons that I just listed. 
millennials specifically use their phone and their personal technology device um, for personal interaction. That's how, you know, they, they're Snapchatting each other, they're TikToking, they're doing Instagram, um, and they will text each other. Like my, even the next generation, I think it's Gen Z is my kids, they're the same way. Um, but the difference is, is they don't check email, but also they're not in a professional sense. They do use their email um, for school, which I guess would be their version of professional. Um, so that's very interesting because if they have, it's uh, kind of more of a, a more serious, um, what am I trying to say? A more serious, not app, but you get what I'm saying. It's a more serious approach to, uh, it has a more serious feel to it than versus your cell phone, which could be um, construed as more frivolous or fun and things like that. So um, some additional interesting facts that I just want to run through with you really quick before we dive into, you know, how does this affect you and your business? Segmented campaigns, segmented email campaigns have a 760% increase in revenue. Let's just stop for a minute and imagine what that looks like. So if your annual, let's just say your monthly revenue was $1,000. If you 760% increase that, can you even imagine that? That's what is that $76,000? I think it's actually more than that. I don't know. I can't do that much math. That's really high. So segmented campaigns, and I've talked about email segmenting on this um, episode or on this show before. So if you've missed that, I'll link to some of the email episodes that I've done, but there's also an opportunity um, later in the show for you to learn more about segmenting um, outside of the podcast. So segmenting let's just talk about what that is really quick when you create um, segments through um, your email service provider i prefer convert kit if you don't have an email service provider it's a great place to start Um, the link for that is i can also put that in the show notes it's also on my website under favorite tools Um, but you have the ability to tag and segment users and subscribers as they come into your email list. And so what does that look like? Well, you have Sally who comes on and say, um, you have a restaurant and Sally joins your email list at the restaurant because you're offering free, um, a free slice of pie to anybody that signs up for your email address. And so she signs up and then in that form you're asking her like what's her favorite kind of pie and you give her the option to choose one two or three and she chooses apple and so now you know every time you have apple pie or you're going to do maybe you're going to try a new apple pie recipe you're going to want to let sally know that well when you segment her by apple pie in your email service provider um, you can then figure out what other apple things she might like and email her about those things versus blueberry like she doesn't really like blueberry pie but if you're emailing her about blueberry pie she's going to get annoyed and she's going to be like i don't really need these emails anymore and she's going to unsubscribe delete or both and so the power of segmenting um, when you when it's done right and it you take the time to do it gives you the power of delivering the exact content that that subscriber wants to see and getting it in front of them to move them forward in the sales funnel and so um, instead of just like blanket marketing or blanket sending people stuff about uh, interest areas they're not really interested in 
And so when you can set up segmenting in your email, and this takes a little bit of time, and it's it can be a little overwhelming, but I I beckon you if you if you are new to email marketing or you um, don't have that many subscribers, the time to start segmenting is now, because when you have a ton of subscribers and then you're trying to go back and backtrack it, it makes it a really hard um, task. It, it's not that it can't be done, it just takes a lot more time because you've got to go through every subscriber and you've got to figure out a way to ask them, you know, what are they interested in? And then you've got to tag them and blah, 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 blah. So, um, but the, the power of segmenting is worth the revenue. And so that's why I'm spending a little bit of time talking about what that segmenting looks like. 760% increase in revenue if you segment your your list. So that's powerful. Um, so I wanted to share that with you. 80% of businesses believe email marketing increases customer retention. This is a piece that we don't often talk about. Um, I have a formula that I use with my clients that is attract, connect, and convert. And um, the last component of that, the end of setting up that sales funnel is retention. Because if you're not staying in contact with those people when you're not selling something, um, and you're not keeping them in the loop and you're not keeping uh, tabs on your customers and making sure that they're still happy, that's when you lose customers. And it takes twice as much money and twice as much time to go get a new customer than to keep the ones you already have. And I get it. Like I have been guilty just like everyone else in trying to um, do all of the things in my business and customer retention is one of the things that usually falls through the cracks. And I have um, committed to working on that for the next three months, just really working on, you know, what my current and previous customers really uh, need and needed and what they need going forward and seeing if I can help them in that way. Um, and so don't beat yourself up. You just start from today. If you if you don't have good customer retention, just work on it for today. But um, email marketing can be a key component of that. 59% of people surveyed by HubSpot, so these are marketing people, said that marketing emails influence pur purchase de decisions. And so um, think about the last time that you, the last thing that you bought. So the last thing that I bought, um, trying to think, I went shopping this weekend, but um, I was searching for, uh, a wrap. They had these uh, kind of cool flannel wraps at a store that I like. And so I went online and looked at them. And of course, I'm already on the mailing list because I shop there more than once. And they sent me a coupon um, yesterday and today with an extra percentage off because they want me to go purchase that wrap because they knew I was there and I had it in my cart. And then I was just like, I got distracted like most people, but they're doing a really good job with their email campaign because they're like, hey, we saw this was in your cart. You don't want to leave it behind. Um, here's an extra 15% off if you go buy it. And so I fully can get behind that just for my own purchasing um, decisions that if I if it's followed up by an email, which is not something that Amazon do does, even though I Amazon will tell you I'm one of their more frequent purchasers, um, but they, they don't really have to. But if you have a business that um, is, I even see this with my dentist, but if you have a business that is providing a service or a product and you follow up with an email, you're more likely to get feedback from those customers, to keep them engaged, to to stand out from the, the additional competitions, all that competition, all of those sorts of things. And so anytime that you can have some sort of follow-up. And I, I just had another one for my dentist. I went, I finally got into the dentist with all this COVID stuff and got a cleaning. Um, 
And sure enough, there was like two or three emails that have come through. Hey, we just want to know about your experience. Um, and I noticed they're using email a lot more for appointment confirmation as well. And so, um, just looking at the examples in your own inbox sometimes, um, can give you ideas of how you could implement it into your own business. So if you're struggling with like, what does that look like? There's a few examples. Um, you know, is it a follow-up to purchase? Is it a follow-up to um, check in on customer service? Is it a follow-up to um, make an additional appointment? What does it look like for your business? So if 59% of people are making a purchasing decision, it is worthwhile for you to spend some time um, investing in those email sequences based on your business model. So the last statistic I want to share with you is 78% of marketers see an in, have seen an increase in email engagement in the last 12 months. And this totally makes sense, um, which we're going to get into in just a second. But think about that. 78% of people that are doing marketing on a regular basis, that means that their clients is where they're pulling this data, have seen an increase in email engagement, not email sends, not email um, you know, just general email, but email engagement, meaning somebody's opening it, somebody's clicking on a link and they're moving forward, um, in the last year. So why, uh, why is there such an increase in engagement and an increase in the use of email marketing? Well, several things. One, we've all been at stuck, stuck at home for at least six months. And so email has become the go-to reason to communicate. Um, and some of the things that I mentioned before, when it's in your email, you can search it, you can find it. Uh, it's, it's, you know, the way to communicate and keep track of the conversation. Um, social media has become a huge distraction zone based on what's happening in the world. Like, I, I don't know about you, but I hardly get on social media at all anymore, especially Facebook, because it's just, a, it seems like it's the land of contention. And I just, I don't want to spend my energy there. And so I feel like, um, and maybe this happens with every election, but it's just really hitting me uh, this season is that I just, I kind of want to get on and say, can't we just get along? Like, can't we all just get along? Um, but distractions pop up, whether it's a, a, you know, a social post or it's an ad on social media, or you might be on social media watching a video. And then the next thing you know, the phone rings. And so you're just, you're not as tuned in as you are when you're reading an email. Um, and so those distractions stop people from taking action and moving forward. I know specifically for me, if I read an email on my phone, I have to go back and open it on my desktop because um, it's just not as convenient. Like if I have something that I'm, for example, I need to read through um, on my phone and say like a Google doc or a Word doc, I'm not gonna sit there and make it bigger unless I am in a position where I don't have another option. I'm gonna open it on some other type of device that has a bigger screen. Um, and so if that is in a social post, the likelihood, if it's not short and sweet and doesn't make me laugh, I'm probably not going to pay attention to it. And even then, um, I'm going to pay attention to it for about five seconds. And so email gives you a, a less distracted zone to connect with your clients and to serve them the information that they need to help them move forward. And as I mentioned before, number two was the email is a much more serious medium, um, as far as business goes versus like social media. Social media is kind of, I always think like the cocktail party. 
versus email is more like you're in the boardroom. And so um, you have captive attention when you're over there. You have the ability to engage with your audience and have them take specific action if you put that into your email. And um, you have the power to be in their inbox at any point that you want to. Now, um, with people, as I mentioned, working at home, email is have is a mechanism that is being used more and more and more. Um, you have whether you know, even if email wasn't a big player in your world before, you now have information coming to you via email for school for work for any kind of um, updates to uh, healthcare and all of those things. Um, the news can come via email. I um, have mentioned several times before that I don't watch the news because it just stresses me out. And I just I don't want to know. So I subscribe to a daily um, recap that comes and it's called the skim s k i m m if you're interested. Um, and I can put the link for that in the show notes as well. But it's basically a synopsis of everything that I need to know that's happening in the news. And so I don't have to sit there and get ingrained in all of the drama and the nitty gritty of what's being broadcast by the news media, I can just get the facts and move on. And then the, the last reason that this is happening is that um, the, the subscriber can actually control which content they want to see and don't want to see um, in a very easy way. They can opt in to see the things that they want to see. They can opt out of things that no longer apply. Um, they can file away emails for a later you know, a later time when they're ready to manage that or deal with it. And so a lot of times I'll do that. I'll get on a list and, um, for example, I'll, I'll get on a, um, like a business leadership list and I'll love the articles, but I don't have time to implement those or it's something that needs to be implemented regular, regularly. Um, and so I'll just file those away and I'll save them. And then as I get ready to go back to them, I know right where they are in my email, I can dive in and I can deal with them as I want. Um, you also have the opportunity to delete things that don't apply. You know, you might love, love, love somebody's emails, but then they're gonna, you know, they have the every so often email that doesn't really apply to your business. And so you're just like, yeah, I don't really need that one. Um, and last but not least, email searchable. And that makes it really nice. I've yet to figure out how to search texts on my phone and have it work. <laughs> so you can find a text by a person, but actually searching out the text has um, not been uh, perfected. So there are some hiccups that come along with all of this new email engagement. And I just wanted to cover those really quick. Obviously, there's a lot more competition in the inbox. So what that means to you is you have to be much more creative in getting your uh, headlines and getting the attention of your subscriber to not only open your email, but to, to read it and then click on the link to do the next action in your sales funnel. Um, and I'm not saying that's easy, but it's definitely doable if you're aware of it. But if you just send your emails out willy nilly and you, you don't send them very frequently and they're gonna get ignored. And so there's definitely some things you can do to um, boost the engagement in your inbox. Um, and so you, you wanna think about that when you're writing those emails. And with the increased number of emails, there's gonna be more spam. Um, it's not always a good feeling to get email in your inbox um, from, especially from people you don't know. I have had more, I probably have had three or four realtors specifically 
um, add me to their email list without me asking. And now they're sending me listings. And I'm like, I never asked to be on your email list. So I immediately unsubscribe. And you just want to be sure that um, if you're showing up in somebody's inbox, it's because they requested you to be there. It is more uh, important than ever to be sure that that's the case. And so, for example, we're not doing a lot of trade shows right now, but there's a lot of online events. And if you're participating in an online event and you're gathering email addresses from the um, coordinator, you do not just want to add those people to your list. You want to reach out to them, give them the opportunity to self-select to be on your email list and then begin to build the relationship. Um, because there is more spam, you're gonna have to spend some additional effort and work a little harder to build that relationship and not just you know show up with like, today's uh, recipe or you know this month's cookie recipe is pumpkin snickerdoodles. Well, yeah, you and like 20 other realtors have that same recipe that you just got from one of the copycat um, marketing groups that put together realtor recipes to send out. And so now I've, you know, I've gotten it from four different realtors because you just took all of their marketing stuff and plugged your business into it. And um, consumers are smarter than that. They want customized content. They want you to know who they are and what they want. um, And they want you to deliver it. So it takes a little bit more effort and a little bit more time, but it is well worth the payout. Um, the other hiccup is that people are really protective of their email address. It's the second most protective item, um, next to a social security number. That's a little bit, wow, out there. But yeah, people are sick of being spammed. They're sick of being added to, um, email lists without, uh, their permission. And they're sick of being, um, I don't know how, how to put this. They're sick of people, um, monopolizing their inbox. And uh, so a perfect example of this was uh, I have, and I'm gonna actually resubscribe because it's gonna give me so much material to like um, work with later, but I signed up, not even like I sent a, a contact form into one of the political candidates with some recommendations. I'm like, you know, here's just some ideas that you might think about. I did not ask to be on their email list. In fact, I purposely did not check the box. And within one day, I have received five emails asking me for campaign donations, which is why I unsubscribed because I was like, this is ridiculous. Now, on top of that, I am getting three to seven phone calls a day on my cell phone. Don't ask me how they found me, how, how they found my cell phone, but they did. And they are all political calls. And so there, there is no better way to annoy the people that you want to have their attention than to overmarket to them, um, especially when they never ask to be marketed to. And so getting somebody's email address is a luxury. And if you look at it that way and you treat it that way um, and you treat it as the value that it, that it has, you will succeed every single time. Um, another hiccup is that you may not know what to send every week. You may not know how to support your people. Um, but there's many, many episodes in this podcast that will give you lots of ideas. But the simple answer is that as long as you're always focusing on the solution that they're looking for in your emails, um, and in the, the content that you're creating, 
you will succeed. You will move forward. You'll be able to uh, enhance their lives and um, they will be looking forward to your email versus the span a lot that just happened. And then um, the, uh, the last hiccup that I came up with was um, when you're inconsistent with your email marketing. And so I, I have talked about this before. I've had it happen three or four times in the last couple of weeks from people that I never hear from, never get an email. Next thing I know, they're e- emailing me saying, hey, I'm doing this and I need you to help me or I'm selling this and I want you to buy it. And I'm like, I haven't, it's like the neighbor that you never, you wave at them, they never wave back. Um, you, you know, you talk to them and they never call you. You're, it's like a one-sided relationship and nobody wants to be in a one-sided relationship. So if you're going to do email marketing and obviously there's some stats that are really high, uh, what am I trying to say? There's really a high re or a, um, oh my gosh, my words are not coming to me. There's definitely some big reasons, especially for return on investment for you to invest time and energy into email marketing, but there is a commitment there. And so I want to make you aware that email marketing isn't just like a flash in the pan. There's definitely some, um, benefits to it, especially when it comes to revenue and engaging your audience. Um, But you also have to be aware of some of the things that we've talked about um, when creating your email. So there you have it. The 3,800% ROI marketing strategy is email marketing. For every dollar you spend, you can expect to get $380, no, $38 for every dollar. Um, And I mentioned a lot of different resources in here. I will have those linked in the show notes at alisaconnor.com forward slash 106. And then I also mentioned um, that there was an opportunity for you to learn more about segmenting. And so um, I have an upcoming live training. You guys are the first ones to hear about it. It will be, uh, in fact, the the, um, registration page is going up right after I record this. So when this goes live, live, it'll be available. Um, But the upcoming training is going to be all about how to quit writing shitty emails. And um, it's the five things that you need to avoid when writing sales emails. It's going to be a great training. And one of those things that we're going to talk about is um, segmenting and how to segment your list effectively and do that really quickly and right up front without it, with it seeming being seamless for your subscriber. So that's what I have for you today. Episode 106. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're interested in registering for uh, that training, I guess I should tell you that too. AlisaConnor.com forward slash email training. And um, you can register for that live training. It's coming up on October 15th. There will be two Um, sessions that day. One will be at 9 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Mountain, and one will be at 12 p.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Mountain. Um, And all the information, you can find that at alisaconnor.com forward slash email training. So I will see you all next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you found this episode uh, useful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and hit subscribe in iTunes so you get every episode. And if it's 
interests your fancy, I would love for you to go leave me a positive review on iTunes. So until next week, have a wonderful week. Stay healthy, stay stay safe, and I will see you on the flip side. Take care. If you're like most people, you opened up your email this morning and you probably were greeted with a new 72 or more emails that came in overnight. When are these people emailing you? The reality is, is you look through the emails and you probably start to delete them before you even look at opening them. What if that email was yours? What if you were trying so hard to get in front of your people and all they did was hit swipe to the left to delete your email? Well, my friend, the reality is, if that's happening to you, it's because you're sending emails and nobody wants to receive a email, which is why I've created my brand new training, Stop Sending Emails, the five things to avoid when writing your sales emails. Email is a powerful tool. It offers the highest return on investment of any other marketing strategy out there. But if you're not doing it right, your emails are not getting opened, people are not reading them and they're not clicking on the link, which stops your sales funnel at a dead halt. There's no way to sell to someone if they're not opening, reading and clicking on the link. So in this training, I'm going to give you the five things that you can do to get more emails read, get more emails opened and to get people to the next step of your sales funnel. To join me, go to alisaconnor.com forward slash email training. Sign up today. The training is coming up soon and you don't want to miss it. Again, if you're ready to stop sending emails and get right emails that people actually want to open, want to read and look forward to, join me at the training, alisaconnor.com forward slash email training.